This is Katie. And this is Derek. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the break room. Yo, this is Derek and this is Katie in the, the break room. room. Wait, did you want to introduce yourself that time? No, I didn't. I just wanted to I wanted to bask in your light. I always introduce this. I know. I don't know what I was thinking. What I if think you I got do? ahead of myself. You do it this time. Go ahead. I, I can't. No, go ahead. <laughs> I can't do it like you. No, but you can do it like you, though. What up, everyone? It's Derek and Katie. I don't know if I like it as much as yours. Oh, but you didn't do it in the break room. Oh, yeah. See? I already <laughs> Speaking of, we have a very interesting topic today. It's not called podcast management. It's called classroom management. Mm-hmm. Because if it was podcast management, I'd be all over it. But classroom management is Katie's expertise. I'm ready. And so today we're going to talk about some tips, some tricks, some habits, some practices uh, that will help teachers. Because we're in the break room now, right? We're in the break room. And in the break room, it's like, I got that kid that talks over me, that they won't sit down, they won't be quiet, they blah, 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 blah. I'm kind of foreshadowing to our question at the end of the... Well, let's do the question now. You want to do the question now? I do. I want to mix it up. I feel, I'm feeling dangerous. Here we go. So the question was, um, Katie, I can't seem to control my class. They talk over me, mock me, and I think they're never learning anything in my classroom, and I leave exhausted. But I kind of also want them to like me. Mm. How can I manage my classroom? Well, you can't care if they like you. Ooh, Ooh. wait, 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 wait. Everybody wants to be liked. Well, I get that. But they will love you. Yeah. uh, By the end. Okay. But, I mean, you got to come in strong. Ooh. It's hard to put the genie back in the box. Wait, what does that mean? That just means, like, if you come in all kind of loose, like... I don't care if you have your phone. I don't care if you're up throwing paper at somebody's head. Mm. I want you. I want to be cool. No. Is that your teacher voice? Oh, I don't know. That was, I don't know what that. that. She transformed (laughs) into a whole different person. (laughs) That was my like timid teacher voice that wants to be liked. Okay. But you can't. What is the firm? I don't care if kids like me voice. What voice is that? I don't really know. Why you you put me on the spot like three times in like five seconds? What's the what's what's the Coach Katie voice? Uh, give me Coach Katie. I don't know. You want Teacher Katie? Like no, I, I want. I'm in a gym. I'm coaching girls volleyball. I want Coach Katie voice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's still gonna be high pitched and whiny. So I I just I'm gonna be done with that. Next question. Wait 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Your the passive voice is the same as Coach Katie voice? No. That's Coach Katie right there. That was, hey, uh, hey, uh. I feel like coaches say stuff before they even know what they're going to say. Yeah. They're like, hey, hey, uh, uh, uh. Hit him hard. Yeah. Hit him big. Hit him often. Play his team. Oh. Uh, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a fall. Okay, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Okay. Classroom management. Yes. You said, you said you can't be concerned if they like you. Yeah. You got to just go in strong. Okay. So you cannot gain confidence from a 12-year-old. Mm. And so I think we've said that before on yeah. this podcast, yeah. but you have to believe that. Like you put on your armor, you walk in, and you should have procedures in place. So how to sharpen a pencil, how to get up and turn an assignment in, like you should have procedures in place. And the kids should know those procedures. Mm-hmm. So I begin my year before we get into any of the experience lessons, the gamification, the, mm-hmm. the things, when it gets good. I train my class for six to nine weeks, and it is like things by October, things start flowing like water. Wow. And so I address everything that comes up. Mm -hmm. 
first day of school. Hey, everyone, I'm Miss Kinder. Yeah, uh, we're going to do this in this class. Here's your syllabus, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and if somebody tries to talk over me on day one, I would say, oh, my gosh, it's love and logic. Okay. Um, Faye, Jim Faye, mm -hmm. love and logic. And it might not work for everyone, but I like to say, oh, Derek, gosh, you don't know this yet about me and my classroom, but uh, we don't talk out of turn. So if you have something to say, if you'll raise your hand, that'll be great. Mm -hmm. Or I do the same thing, like, oh, you don't realize that we're not working in groups today. Ooh. We're going to get there maybe on Friday, but right now we're doing individual work. So yeah. you'd have zero reason to be talking to anybody in this class. And then I just like smile and we just move on. Yeah. And it works. And I have to remind them, and then I, you know, have to remind them often after a break, uh, after a weekend, mm -hmm. and they just start, I mean, they walk into my room, and it could, it wouldn't matter if it was chaotic in the hallway or they were in somebody else's class. They know my expectations when they walk into mine. Right. That doesn't mean crazy stuff isn't going to come up. Right. So that's what you have to do. So number one thing you can't be overly concerned of whether or not they like you. Yeah. Okay. Number two, you're saying it's very difficult to put the genie back in the bottle. And the mm. best way to do that is establish procedure from the jump. From the jump. Yeah. I, I mean, I use music. I incorporate instrumental music and beach waves. And they almost know, like, you know, they have a journal to do yeah. at the beginning of the, of the hour or they're doing something. I always have something. You teach bell to bell. Mm -hmm. You never say free time. You teach bell to bell. And I, like, so if they have a journal to write or a question or a prompt, they're always going to have something on the board. Right. So, like, when they walk in, they're not going to be, like, trying to, you know, talk to their buddy or mm -hmm. be on their phones or mm -hmm. anything like that. Like, as soon as you walk into my room, and I'll even, like, if I'm out in the hall greeting kids, what's up? And then I look over and somebody's just like not doing what they're supposed to. Right. I can look at them and make eye contact and be like, I make the pencil like. You should be writing. You should be doing something. That's uh, the sign. Yeah. And if I have to say their name, like yeah. I'm like Jalen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm making a writing. Yeah. It's the pen on paper. It's the writing on my hand signal. Right. Right. And like, okay. Okay. Um, just loving them enough to have high expectations. Right. And it's. You can't care. You can't be the teacher that's like, oh, don't tell anyone, but I'll let you play on your phone. Or don't tell anyone, but I'll let you have your earbuds or you can have free time. Or No. Yeah. No. So in our desire to have classroom management, is the opposite of classroom management classroom chaos? Yeah. Yeah. Now, for a young teacher that comes into your classroom, you're a vet, and you have tables, different tables, and they're rotating, and you've gamified, and mm. people are in costumes, and there's, <laughs> all right, the the windows are covered, and blacked out, and there's candles, and there's poetry, and hot <laughs> chocolate, and you have this skeleton, and you're putting it on people's mouth, telling them to be quiet. And, Love that skeleton. Right, but I'm saying, like, if I walk into your classroom to a new teacher, this may look like chaos, but you know exactly what you're doing. So it, how, how does it look like chaos to one teacher, but it's absolutely classroom management to another. I mean, I'd push back on that. It doesn't look like chaos. It doesn't? No. You could come in. If my kids are in stations or missions or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're moving every 15 minutes, mm -hmm. there's procedures for group work. Okay. Like, you can't cross pod top. Okay. Uh, everybody has, and, like, if I, 
count down and go, okay, rotate, rotate to the side of me. Let's go. Let's go. They know that even in their rotation, they cannot talk to their friend in another group. But they're not sitting in seats facing the front. Right. All attention on me. Right. So I'm mean, saying if I'm a young teacher and I've been taught desk, pencils, pen, eyes up, phones away, you look at me, I got all the information, I'm writing on the board, I turn around, right. To, to, to some people, that's order. That's what a classroom is supposed to look like. Well, and, it's, and that's it's, not the way your classroom looks. Well, that's true. But sometimes it does. Sometimes on the first day of school, I put them in alphabetical order. And I walk around, I talk to each kid, I ask them how they're doing, how to pronounce their name, names are important, uh, what they go by, all of that. And then if it's an individual assignment, I'm going to have the beach waves or the waterfall instrumental, and that means we're working individually. And then when I feel like they're kind of, they kind of get it, Mm -hmm. then we'll go to group work procedures. Okay. Okay. When you're in groups, this is what's going on. And you can't do this, and you can't do that, and... Whatever. Right. So then they know. And do I have to remind them? Of course. Of course. But I do it in a fun way with my skeleton hand. Uh, <laughs> but they also know I mean business. Right. One of my kids said uh, last semester, you know, Miss Kinder don't play. Mm. And I was like, I do too. And they were like, that's not what I meant. Right. Like, you ain't playing when it comes to our education. I'm like, weedable. Yeah. Um, which is true. And that's from a kid. That's, that's from, from a kid. Student. Like, Miss Kent, like, I'd get a new student, and, like, almost the class would regulate them. Yeah. Right? And that's like, how you want it. Yeah. Like, hey, Miss Kinder, don't play. She's weird. Yeah. And she's, but she's, but she's kind of cool, but, but also she's weird, and she'll call you out. So how, how important, <laughs> how important is it to have peer-regulated classrooms as a part of your classroom management style? Mm. Do you count on that? Is that a part of... When you're talking about how my classroom looks, do you account for peer regulation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, t- it takes some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes the class gets it by October. Sometimes it's November. Yeah. Sometimes it's January. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has to be like a safe space. And so I'm always, I mean, I'm the facilitator and I'm the classroom teacher and I'm also the boss. And like, and, and I don't, like if a kid freaks out, because something happened at home or because girlfriend broke up with him on the bus or whatever. Yeah. And he yeah. freaks out in my class. I mean, that's not on the teacher, mm-hmm. but I know what to do when that happens. Yeah. But what part do the, the peers play? Do the, do the students play in regulating your classroom and managing your classroom? Well, I think that, I mean, I'll say to them over and over again. I love you too much for that. I love you too much yeah. for that. I love you too much for that. Yeah. And so I think like my kids start to believe that. Yeah. And they, and they should. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I get a new student or something happens, like, hey, you know, Miss Kendra says. Yeah. And, you know, they happen to be the leader in the group. I'm like, okay, leader, get your get your group together. Right. And they'll be like, guys. Yeah. You know. And I've heard you talk about that as far as, like, cross-pod communication. Yeah, like, they'll shut it down. Yeah. You know, one of the quotes that I've heard, like, that's a community quote is, like, you can't legislate community. Right. And it's like one of those things where people try to enforce things from the top. And we see all the time that the most successful reinforcement of rules and legislation and laws is when the community buy into it. Mm. Right. So it's like, I'm not going to call the police. I'm going to check you as a neighbor until you put your trash can up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to call the police. I'm going to check you and your kids. Like, hey, man, stop playing in my yard. Or, you know, like that type. Of, I bought into community and accountability. So I'm not going to 
call law enforcement, even though there's laws and rules, I'm not going to involve them because I can just come talk to you. Right. And to me, like, it feels like an effective way, like, you know that your classroom is managed when you said it so much that you've created a safe space, that you've gained the trust and the respect of your students. And not only are you enforcing it, reinforcing not only are you enforcing it from the top, but they're reinforcing it among themselves. Right. I mean, okay, so this is maybe TMI, but I had too much coffee one day, mm-hmm. a couple of days, and I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because, you know, it keeps you regular. Yeah. And then I had diarrhea. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And I had to run away from my class. Right. First hour, the bell had already, I had to go. Right. And so I walk back in, and this is probably March. I walk back in, and my kids are just, the instrumental music's playing, and they're doing their journal, and they're just because they've been trained to do so. Yeah. Or they've bought into, and this is how we behave in here, or this is, she loves us too much for that, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I agree. Um, They have to buy in. Because yeah. if they don't buy in, they don't care. Yeah. And then we, and then we get the, the, the source of our question today, which started out our podcast, is they talk over me and they don't listen and they mock me and make fun of me. And I feel like they're never learning. And I have this environment that I want to create, but I also want them to like me. Right. And so the the inverse of that, which is how we started our podcast today, is like you can't really be overly Thank consumed you. and involved with them liking you. Right. And I don't really I don't yell unless somebody's like in bodily harm. And that's usually never inside my classroom. Right. That's out in the hall or out in unstructured areas. Mm-hmm. But I, I smile and I say it very direct and uh, from the beginning. Yeah. And so, and then they need a reminder, like, let's say Derek yells at Angela across mm-hmm. the room, like, oh, you already know, like, whatever. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, Derek, did you forget? Like, mm-hmm. is there something you need? What can I do to help you? And Derek's like, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's keep going. Yeah. And they just, they learn. Um, and they know who loves them and who doesn't. They know who runs a tight ship and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And they, they're smart. They know. They know. They know. So what I think about is we, because I can feel the bell about to ring. I can feel it. I know these episodes go so quickly. When I think about the benefits of having a healthy classroom management, I, I think of like learning takes place when your classroom has management procedures in place. Kids feel safe mm. when you have a, a management classroom in, in place. Uh, what are some other things that happen when your classroom is healthy and you've managed it and there's peer regulation? What are some other things that take place outside of like learning and safety? Right. Well, I think community, like you said, like Ooh. you start to feel like a family. Yeah. Like you, there's no, you're in this group and I'm in this group or I'm an athlete and I'm a band member or I'm a cheerleader and you're this, like there's not that. And it's designed that way. Yeah. It should be by the time we hit October, November. By December, we're doing some poetry that, like, really is hard for some of my middle schoolers to mm-hmm. do. It's called the Poem of Life. Mm. And they have to, like, write down something difficult. It's like a journal. Write down something difficult they've been through. You know, journal about it. And then from there, they craft a poem that I end up putting into wow. a competition. Mm-hmm. And the ones that usually win and get in the book are the ones that are super like heartfelt and they're writing a poem about how their grandfather passed away and or their dog or their, you know, or they're moving to a new school and all those feelings. And I have kids bawling. Yeah. And I ha- I will have, you know, somebody get up, get the tissues, you know, clap them on the back saying it's going to be all right. Here's the tissues. I feel the same way. And I, we just all... We're just in there together as a family. Like, we've all been through hard things. Yeah, yeah. 
and what I hear you saying, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is like classroom management, like I heard you say running a tight ship. That doesn't mean the fun doesn't take place on a tight mm. ship and that we're not productive on a tight ship and that community and relationship isn't developed on a tight ship. To me, running a tight ship or having effective classroom management simply means that I've set in some barriers and some boundaries and everything can happen inside of this safe space. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, we're all valued. We're all members of the same family. Yeah, and I think that's important. So teachers, if you're listening to this, I know you're getting ready to go back to your classrooms, but uh, classroom management is super important. On the inside, on the other side of classroom management, you have a safe place, you have community, relationship, you have boundaries, you have learning, um, and I think that's important for both students and teachers. I love it. Is that cool? And I think you would go, I think you should go and watch other people who've done it and, and they do it well. Yeah, and that's the the instructional part, right? Yeah. I mean, you used to do that. Yeah. You still do it. Yeah. That's cool. I've heard Katie say, I'll come to your classroom, inbox me, I'll show up. Yeah. She'll do it. I will. That's serious. All right, I think that's the bell. Thanks for hanging out. Pull your chair out. Uh, Close the door behind you. And this is Derek and Katie in the The break break room. room.